I live in Chicago from 2005 until 2012. And one thing I did every year that I was there is I went to Lollapalooza. After the 06 show, which I enjoyed, we get an email. And everyone who's there got this thing that you got to, a form you got to submit that said, what three artists would you like to see here that were not here this year? I wrote down Kings of Leon, Regina Spector, and clap your hands and say yeah. The next year, all three were there. I felt so good. I felt so on it. Felt like I was there in spirit, knew all the bands, like was just really in the music game. Then 2008, 9, 10 came, and all of a sudden the lineup would come out, and I'm like, who are these people? I knew almost no one. It's even less so for Pitchfork and and or Austin City Limits. Then I start looking at things like the North Coast Music Festival and scan down these things. I'm like, I can barely pronounce any of the names. I feel like the No Balls Association this year has kind of done that. I say all this to preface that as I go through recapping the teams and how we did, I might butcher some of the names. Starting out, though, uh, I should say congratulations. There are six undefeated teams in the league. Coming up, Millstop, the People's Champ, Juferatu. That's what I'm going to go for. Banana Brat, the $100 King, and the Ghost of Jeremiah Grant. Well done. And we have six teams that haven't won yet. Karma T, Big Ballers, (laughs) Tacoma Blazers, the two 2019 projected champ, the most Gilagious gather, and perfect strangers. So if I butcher those, I'm sorry. Please send me an audio with your team name or just make one that's a lot easier to say and read. Of those, and what we have this year, I think that there is there are a couple surprises. We have two from the Toilet Bowl, the $100 King and the People's Champ, that are now winners. So let's hear from one of them. What up, No Balls Assers? JB here. Tom texted uh, looking for content and told me that Pod Tom has voted the People's Champ as the best turnaround to start the season. And what's my reaction to this? <laughs> and my reaction is, well, hell yeah, obviously. Obviously. No injuries. Well, let's just talk about injuries once again. All last season I talked about injuries. So far this season... I'm really happy. One weekend, no injuries. But let's be real, there's, what, 18 matchups in the season? And on one weekend, I'm just waiting for the injury shoe to drop. And uh, this to be my talking point yet again. So it worked out well for me last year. I feel like I pulled some sympathy out from everybody. Won the toilet bowl, and the people loved it. So the people's champ here will once again say, let's look out for the injury bug. It's a long season. Peace. So, it is time for the weekly recap segment. First off, we'll start with uh, Banana Brat beat the 2019 projected champion. Uh, Not quite sure who projected that champ, but he lost quite badly this past week by about 150. Good job to Banana Brat. The $100 King was able to overcome his poor performance and the first time that he had LeBron, which... Must have felt amazing. Uh, in fact, I can tell you, it does feel amazing because up until very recently, y'all know I had him. 
So it was kind of hard to watch the Lakers this year, the first couple games, just knowing that somebody else had them, but I still enjoyed the game. Luckily, he played Karma T, who barely surpassed the 600 mark. Uh, so good job to Kyle for that one. <clears throat> perfect Strangers was kind of a perfectly strange first week. Um, after a lot of shit talk on the thread, uh, talking about how he's a three-time champ, MVP, he was playing the People's Champ and got absolutely destroyed. Uh, the People's Champ had 9-11, and uh, Perfect Strangers had his own 9-11, falling to 0-1, but knowing Chuck, he always comes back. Then we had one of the close matchups of the week. We had the Ghost of Jeremiah Grant beating Big Ballers. Uh, I think Big Ballers probably would have come out on top except for the fact that Jimmy Butler rested. So who knows what's going on with that saga. Uh, I think Dewey, you know, obvious hiccup for doing that one but good work ghost of then we had <clears throat> what was going into sunday the most talked about matchup via text which was the rebranded tacoma blazers first just Feratu. so commish sorry if i'm saying that wrong good good job winning we all know you are excellent on sundays i was gonna make a joke about a certain place of employment, but didn't, just in case. I'm obviously speaking about him. <clears throat> but Adam Strong first week. Um, sorry you didn't, uh, didn't make it there. Then we had the most Gilgius gather, which TMGG, that's just a tough one to say, who got pretty much demolished by Ian, who started off the week really strong. So Ian, after that uh, six months of silence, came back very, very strong. Well done. All right, the next segment of the pod is the weekly winner and loser. And when we look here, for me, the, the winner was very easy to choose, and that is the People's Champ. The People's Champ was coming out against last year's actual league champ and we had the matchup of the toilet bowl versus the right the league champ and jb just came out and dominated perhaps retiring or leaving temporarily leaving the game of fantasy football helped that but jb well done it was great to hear from you earlier in the pod and you are the no balls association week one mvp as far as pod tom is concerned and the week one loser is going to go to Karma T. I think I've been in eight fantasy leagues with Dan L. And one thing that you know is that Dan cares very much. And he puts all of himself into the league. So I was very surprised that he barely cracked the top 600. But a few pictures that we heard of earlier in the week were of him slaying a deer. And maybe that had something to do for from him. So... I'm going to send it over to the commish who was able to do something in an evening at Birch Lodge that I have not been able to do for a year and a half. And that is get Karma T on the pod. So take it over, commish. No balls ass podcast exclusive. The commish is here at the Birch Lodge joined by Andy Wilder and Dan Lindemolder. Today we had a poll which asked this question. 
Which of the 0-1 teams need to panic the most? The responses were shocking. Dan received 50% of the league's vote. Andy got three. And Sean also got three. Now, I had the opportunity to meet with Sean earlier today. And Sean's response when I posted this poll next to him was, listen, people vote for me just to get my reaction. Nobody believes that I should panic. Okay, Sean, that's interesting. Let's hear from the other guys. Andy, you saw the poll. What did you think of the league's response? Uh, Well, when I voted for myself earlier tonight, uh, that gave me three votes. And at the current time, Dan had four. So from the looks of things, it ended up with uh, Dan getting a couple more and Sean coming in real hot with a couple of uh, votes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little concerned. I got my ass handed to me by Ian and um, had uh, – I feel like I might have paid a couple couple extra dollars for a couple of my guys and paid for a couple of rookies that are still getting their foot on, foot on feet underneath them. And we'll see. I mean, I got, I got Harden and I got uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's <laughs> coming on pretty strong. So I think things will work out for uh, – for me, but yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried. A little worried. Feels like it's hard to panic when you have Harden. Ah, uh, true. Very true. <laughs> Is that how I feel? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, Dan. So you got six votes. Half the league believes that you should be panicking. Are you? No, not at all. A little bit. Yes, I am. <laughs> but I'm not. I shot a buck last week, and that gave me the the energy. To basically look at look at the way things were going, and I'm no longer panicking because I have Aldridge, he's killing it. Levine, I have Dwight Howard who kind of sucks, but he's <laughs> going to come back. Um, <laughs> so I'm panicking for you as you're saying this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, Levine is killing it. I mean, tonight already he's got 25 points. I mean, look at the score I have against uh, against Babe. He's done this week. Yeah, I might have drafted too many good guys. And I, tried, <laughs> I gave you guys so many good trades, and you didn't do anything with them. So many people I sent Vucevic to. Yeah. And you said no. Talk about Vucevic. Look at where he's at. I mean, he's averaging 45. You guys are screwed. Okay, Dan, here's Give me my a question. couple weeks. No, no question. I feel like my you... Buck, my buck has given me the fantastical powers Ooh. to kill you guys all later this later this year. And fantasy. Um okay, so I feel That's like a lot of, I feel like a lot of the votes that you got are related to cat anxiety. So are you as nervous about cat as the rest of the league Not seems at all. to think? Not at all. Butler is gonna be gone eventually. All right, so basically we've done this thing like four times now, and I am now speaking again. <laughs> basically, Cat is still awesome. Don't send me your shitty fucking trades, all right? I don't want two half-ass people just because you think Cat hasn't done well the first few games. He is going to eventually dominate. Butler's going to be gone. It's going to be great. All you dumb fucks 
who did not accept my trades and basically bashed me for sending them because Vucevic and uh, some of the other, uh, oh, to Levine. Oh, yeah, no, not good enough. Yeah, they're both averaging well over 40. So fuck you guys. I shot a buck. It had seven points. <laughs> Kiss my ass. All right. So Dan is officially walking off like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is not panicking whatsoever. Be careful with your trades. This is the commish signing off from the birch with a little poll recap. We'll see you out there, no balls ass. Bye. That was incredible. The commish continues to impress in many, many things. But that segment was something that I will cherish. Thank you so much for that. You're you're incredible in what you do. And last but not least, we have the storyline from week one in the NBA, and that was the Lakers-Rockets game. Tons of stuff on Twitter, tons of texts about it. You have three players suspended. This goes with the whole IR debacle that we'll get to in Thursday's pod. But this one was definitely the big storyline. The suspensions came out uh, late Sunday night, and Brandon Ingram got four games, Rajon Rondo got three, and Chris Paul got two. Uh, P.S. I think it's B.S. that Paul got less than Rondo. Um, I mean, I think that you got to get those two the same. Uh, I know that the video that the Rockets put out was pretty damning to Rondo, but from a lot of the other angles, to me, Paul seemed like an instigator. And I think he and Rondo, just for the sake of equity, should have gotten the same amount. I think Brandon Ingram should have gotten more. That sucker punch was, one, a weak-ass punch. Two, it was a lame-ass thing to do. And three, you can't just let somebody run up and sucker punch like that and only get a four-game suspension. I think it should have been 10, personally. Anyway, it affected three teams. It affected Kyle, it affected Stax, and it affected me. Um, Chris Paul was having a great week and luckily I didn't need that game Sunday, but it is kind of bullshit how him getting into a fight affects me the next week. I'm saying that not as complaining. I just think if I was talking to Chris Paul, maybe he'll be a guest on the pod soon. I'd be telling him like, dude, come on, man, we need you. Don't fight. Go wait till you, you know, find a tunnel and chase him there. But anyway, it affected all three of us, and to hear from one of the members of the league how it affected him, I'm going to turn it over to my boy, Stax. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Ghost of Jeremy Grant, a.k.a. Stackley Jokic, uh, in rebrand coming in soon. Uh, Brandon Ingram uh, has been suspended for the next four games, so till about Monday, October 29th, he will be out. Uh, I think the suspension is bullshit, although I do love our IR spot that I have him in right now. Um, although I just learned some more bad news, I apparently can't have him there, so I'll try and swap him and Harrison Barnes out somehow without not dropping Jeremy Lamb, who I picked up. Um, ESPN's fuck-ups should not be my problem, nor should they be the league's problems, but yet we're still dealing with that. Um do want to say that uh, Sean is going to go down either way this week. Uh, he will not 
beat me, uh, Ingram suspension or not. Um, we shall see. Uh, good luck to the rest of you guys, though. Have a good week. No balls ass. Um, you'll notice that today's pod is a little bit shorter than a lot of the previous episodes. You also may notice a slight difference in recording quality. And what I'm doing is I'm trying a few to record a few things from a few different spots in my house. Also, I have been in talks with Apple to do a little bit of rebranding of the pod. And as I've been, I just heard back from them actually as I was kind of putting the episode together. So expect to see something new and cool. Um, I got this world-class designer coming in hot for a new logo. And we got a, a title change coming in. So huge goals for the pod this year. Got to get an NBA person on there. Figure we can't do it by calling it the No Balls Ass Podcast. And I've actually, believe it or not, I've had a few people reach out to me. One, I should pull up whoever the guy was, but uh, I got an email about a month and a half ago, and they were like, The Real Tom Brat, we love the pod. Uh, You put out some great content. And I got three people that I think you should put on as guests. So I looked into all of them, and they sound sort of like budget interviews that you know have probably one or two topics that they talk about. I have no idea what they're on, haven't looked at it too much. But I thought it was pretty cool that we at least got uh, reached out to. Um, but because of that, in seeing that, this episode is a little bit shorter. Also, I wanted to hear how it sounded from a couple different Uh, places in the house. As you all know from several mentions, uh, the wife and I had a baby last year. So we switched the studio around in the house and I think it has more of an echo and I'm figuring out how to deal with that or seeing if this other area of the house works better to record. And it sounds just from hearing it right now that it is. Anyway, so that's a ramble. That's why it's a little bit shorter. And can't wait to come back with some more content. Got a lot of things that we're going to be unrolling this year in the pod. And got some segments that you'll be hearing from soon. Got some uh, public interest stories. So if you have have any time to schedule an interview, let me know. I got one piece of equipment that should be coming today or tomorrow that will be allow me to do remote pods and should have a pretty good sound quality and uh 